welcome to a special celebratory edition of Created to Reign, a podcast of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. I'm Cal Beisner, president of the Cornwall Alliance, and our topic today is The Man Who Saved Your Economy. Yesterday, one man, Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat, West Virginia, saved the American economy from a body blow. Now, that's not how President Joe Biden, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat of New York, longtime climate crusader Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, Democrat of Rhode Island, green activists, and the mainstream media see it, but it's true. After months of negotiations, Manchin concluded that he could not support a budget reconciliation bill, a scaled-down version of last year's Build Back Better plan that included climate and clean energy provisions. By doing so, he broke ranks, as he has done many times in the past, with President Biden and the rest of Democratic Party leadership. The 50-50 split between Republicans and Democrats in the Senate makes it so that if just one Democrat peels off, as Manchin did, a partisan bill cannot pass. Bloomberg News reported that the Democrats' plan included hundreds of billions of dollars in spending on measures designed to fight climate change, including tax breaks for renewable energy, electric vehicles, and other clean power sources. But we have now a second time around on things that have happened before. Just as in 2010, when the Democrats held the White House and both Houses of Congress, they couldn't get the Waxman-Markey cap-and-trade bill through Congress, so this time they failed again. That's good news for Americans, but it grieves and angers leading Democrats. Senator Edward Markey, Democrat of Massachusetts, who has fought for years for legislation to curb climate change, responded, Rage keeps me from tears. John Podesta, former senior advisor to President Barack Obama and presidential candidate Hillary Clinton and founder of the far-left Center for American Progress, said, It seems odd that Manchin would choose as his legacy to be the one man who single-handedly doomed humanity. <laughs> Not that the actual scientific reports from the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change support the idea that humanity is doomed by whatever climate change the Biden plan would have prevented had it passed, or indeed by any climate change at all. Its reports actually forecast that humanity will be much better off at the end of this century, regardless which of all the possible climate change paths we follow. Why? Because the direct benefits of fossil fuels, cement making, and livestock farming, the primary sources of carbon dioxide emissions, far outweigh the costs of any climate-related changes they might or might not bring with them. Manchin's firm stance yesterday is in keeping with his past actions. Earlier, he killed a plan to force power plants to reduce carbon dioxide emissions. Next, he stopped a plan touted to make electric vehicles more affordable. Then he refused to support incentives for wind and solar power. Finally, last year, he squelched the $150 billion Clean Electricity Performance Program, which would have paid companies using more than 4% so-called clean, that is, non-fossil fuel energy, and fined companies that didn't. Despite how angry it makes his Democratic colleagues, 
Manchin's action yesterday should be viewed by sane Americans as icing on the cake. When Biden ran for president in 2020, his climate action plan promised to decarbonize the power sector by 2035 and halve emissions by 2030, culminating in net zero CO2 emissions by 2050. The costs of such an ambitious program would have mounted to trillions of dollars every year. But what's the use of climate policy? What most people don't realize is that achieving those goals would have reduced global average temperature in the year 2100 by no more than, at most, a tiny fraction of one degree Celsius, an amount that can't even be measured with confidence and would have no impact on ecosystems or human well-being. The fact that global warming science says that the warming would be mostly toward the poles in winter and at night, that is, raising the coldest temperatures but with little effect on higher temperatures, means the actual impacts of the warming itself could be more beneficial than harmful. Add to that the fact that increased atmospheric carbon dioxide makes all plants grow better, raising crop yields, making food more affordable, and curbing species loss, and there's little real rationale for any policies to reduce emissions. But Sheldon Whitehouse, whom E&E Daily calls perhaps the Senate's top climate hawk, responded to Manchin's defeat of the climate and energy portions of the reconciliation bill, quoting here, Free at last. Let's roll. Do it all and start it now. With legislative climate options now closed, it's now time for executive beast mode. Whatever that is. But SCOTUS has barred the door to most executive mode, beast or non-beast. White House and other climate hawks are bound to be disappointed on that front, too. The Supreme Court ruled on June 30 in West Virginia versus EPA that the only legislation on which the Federal Environmental Protection Agency could pretend to build its regulations of carbon dioxide emissions actually doesn't empower such regulations. Any new similar actions the administration might take in what White House curiously called executive beast mode would likely face the same fate. By its ruling, the Supreme Court essentially said, any rules to combat climate change are going to have to come from the people's elected representatives, not from unaccountable deep state-embedded bureaucrats. That's good news for people who believe in government by consent of the governed, but it's bad news for Greens and Democrats. With Republicans favored to take back at least one chamber in this year's midterms, it could mean climate advocates will have to wait years to advance the kind of large-scale emissions-slashing policies that were being negotiated as part of the reconciliation package, opined E&E News. The article went on to call it a massive setback for Democrats politically and a blow to the nation's climate goals. But then sometimes reality bites. Rising inflation, the consumer price index in June being 9.1% higher than a year before, driven in large part by skyrocketing gasoline, diesel, and natural gas prices, clearly played a part in the Democrats' failure to pass their climate legislation. Americans are reeling from the blows of higher prices, not only for energy, but also for food and pretty much everything else. Biden has blamed the rising fuel prices on Russia's war against Ukraine, but while that has been a contributor over the past five months, 
much of the increase occurred long before Russia attacked. That earlier rise and the inability of America's oil and gas sectors to push prices back down by increasing production are due almost wholly to climate-related democratic policies preventing exploration, drilling, mining, transporting, and refining. Among other reasons Manchin offers for opposing the plan is his concern that its emphasis on accelerating the replacement of internal combustion vehicles with electric vehicles That's a problem, he says, because the United States depends heavily on other nations, especially China, for lithium, cobalt, and other minerals critical to the production of EV batteries. Manchin spokesman Sam Runyon explained in a prepared statement, political headlines are of no value to the millions of Americans struggling to afford groceries and gas as inflation soars to 9.1%. Senator Manchin believes it's time for leaders to put political agendas aside, reevaluate, and adjust to the economic realities the country faces to avoid taking steps that add fuel to the inflation fire. We agree. Thanks again for listening to Created to Rain, a podcast of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. We invite you to come to our website, cornwallalliance.org, and read our many articles and papers, as well as go to our online store to find books and DVDs that you can use for your own education and the education of friends about biblical earth stewardship, economic development for the poor, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Until next time, God bless and be well.